There are 37 illusions that use a cave. You will master them all. One day. The Cape, a new series, January 9th on NBC. Welcome to Cancelled. Cancelled is produced by producer extraordinaire Mike Moody at the Permanent Record Studios in Austin, Texas. So there's a history with this one. We're watching the Cape. Mike McRae is here. He's barely containing his anger for having to watch the show. <laughs> um, I started to watch this show a while back with Mac Blake, and we were recording, getting episodes in the can. Uh, I hadn't released any of them yet. And then uh, Lester, my dog, ate the SD card that those were on or chewed. Whoa. I didn't swallow it, but like chewed it. So we're like, well, I guess I'm not doing a cape. We just kind of put it off. I am glad to have watched. Well, okay, we'll get into it. Uh, how are <laughs> how are things? Things are good, man. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Now, the last time you were on, we did a pilot. Did we do we did the owl. The owl, yes. Who? Okay. Now, interesting. I hadn't really thought about it. Two kind of superhero shows, right. right? I was wondering if there was a theme with me. There wasn't. Okay. I hadn't thought. Mere coincidence. Mere coincidence. The Owl was a show about a guy whose <laughs> superpower was he never slept, but then also had a number of dream sequences. It was a very weird show. Uh, go back and listen to that. And, and that was old enough to be like sort 90s. of camp. Like yeah, it yeah. has like a campy, or, you know, or a retro kind of thing. Sure. Like this is funny because I remember bad TV from then. And, and this, that was a particularly bad sure. pilot. Example of that. This thing was recent enough, mm-hmm. like in production value and everything that like to me was like this is just a bad TV show. <laughs> like there's no like ironic angle here. No. Well, here's the thing. They were trying. Oh. Uh-huh. They, they were trying this was wholeheartedly. Big. There's yeah. money here, right? It's 2011, so right. it's a little just on the front end of the sort of superhero wave, right? MCU's just kind of just kicking off with, like, Captain right. America and stuff. What I liked about this, though, what I, what I enjoy – now, were you, like, a comic book kid at all? No. I enjoy the movies. Sure. I enjoy what comes out of them, but I didn't grow up reading comic books. Gotcha. Which uh, – uh, we'll No, go, we'll, we'll get yeah, – yeah. no, so you can also talk about it right now. Well, I was just going to say – and that – and for me, that makes it – like the the reason this is so bad is I think there's a pro- you can't invent a superhero <laughs> well, that it doesn't come from the comic books I think like Batman that movie any of those movies wouldn't work unless people didn't already know Batman right, okay. like if you just came out with Batman as a <laughs> as concept a yeah, yeah. you'd be like what the fuck this is so <laughs> stupid but like we know and the incredible hulk like we sure. we need to know we have to have like a cultural like baseline for these things. So okay. I think it's really hard. And, and this has been tried in movies and TV before. Like you can't just make that out of whole cloth. I think, I don't think personally. I think you're mostly right. However, I think they do as good a job as you can on this show. In, in that everything now, when you're watching these superhero movies, it's either like Marvel giants, the world's going to end stakes, or it's. Punisher, uh, violent, everything's dark and horrible. Comic books aren't like that. <laughs> like, right. for the most part, not always. Some of them are very, obviously, you know, the Infinity War stories is a story from the books and whatnot. But comic books, a lot of the times, are like, there's a weirdo in a costume and he's robbing a bank. Like, there's like yeah. low high stakes. Okay. Yeah. And like, that kind of works for me on this show. <laughs> there's a I lot of that. things that don't. For instance, I don't know why he doesn't wear a mask and no one doesn't recognize him every time he meets them. He sees his, his, son. his own son. He sees his son. 
wearing just a hood, kind of over. You see his whole face. I know. He doesn't do the Batman like voice change or anything. He's just like, "Hey, I'm the cape," and the kid's like, "Well, I'm fucking stupid, so I guess you're <laughs> not my dad." Like it's so fucking weird. Um, let's just let's jump into it a little yeah. bit. The cape is basically RoboCop. Uh, uh, replace the uh, robot with a cape, like right, like it's yes. basically just privatized. Uh, there's a rich person trying to take over the police force. Oh, corruption. Yeah. That's right. It's just RoboCop, so you, it's a pretty easy setup. However, what I enjoy, we they jump so quickly into it on this show. There is no like beating around the bush at all, except for the opening scene and that weird ass. Did it, am I okay? This maybe it's just me. Did it feel like so? It opens with the dad, like the dad is falling asleep in bed with his son, right? And they're like, a kid's got his foot in his face, right? And the wife's like, What are you doing? And he hears go, oh, He had a bad dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, they're like, He's getting ready for work, and the kid's in bed, and like the kids look at like watching him in the mirror, and then he kind of gives him like a little wink in the mirror. That felt very much like the morning after. Like, that felt like a one-night stand. Like, that's not a scene you see between a dad and a kid, right? That scene is what, you know, there's a girl. That's, that kid should be a girl wearing his dress shoes. You know what I mean? It's very I didn't weird. pick up on that, but it's you're, you're weird right. weird vibe. Uh, I mean, you have a kid. You spend a lot of time looking at each other in the mirror from... Not, not a lot of winks. <laughs> yeah. And that kid was a little too old for a co-sleeping situation. The kid's too old and too bad at acting. He is yeah, that, terrible. They got a wooden boy. <laughs> um, yeah, and like and like you said, basically the RoboCop situation. Another aspect of that is he's he forcibly estranged from his family. Right. And I gotta say, one of my the biggest problems with this show is they don't provide enough good reason for him to not. Go to his family, no, like absolutely not. This as a father, like that's one thing. As a father, I was mm. watching. Like you will do anything to get back to your child. Yeah. You're not going to join the fucking circus, kind of like <laughs> what he did. Circus like, criminals, right? Yeah. Like you're going. Like they did not. Well, they and they address create it, the mo- like, well. They address it in such a dumb way that doesn't make any sense. Which is, they're like, if you go uh, the second uh, Vince Ferris. So okay, so the prep. So it opens with. He is uh, – he's a cop. He's in charge of protection for the new chief of police. That man is killed in an explosion by a supervillain named Chess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why his name is Chess. He talks about Chess a lot, but his outfit isn't like – he's not a king no. or a pawn. <laughs> he just has a weird hat. Oh, but no, he's, cat eyes for some reason. No, those are chess pieces Oh, are there. they? Yeah. It okay, took well, me a minute to see that. I didn't catch that. They never that. zoomed in enough. Now, I would like to ask a question. Are those contacts – in the context of the show – are they contacts that he puts in for his costume as chess, or are they his real eyes? I only ask because at one point he's at home alone in his apartment, and it turns around and he's just got those eyes. He's not in the costume. He's wearing, like, pajamas, but he's got the chess eyes. I think, I think those are contacts, and he's just weird because they don't provide any – there's no mutation powers that anyone else has There's also no – they don't do anything. There's not, like – he he gets to like he puts them in and he can see three moves ahead or some chess reference. He just has them on in his apartment, which bummed me out. Another aspect this, of this chess dude, yeah, like as far as like a, a super villain or whatever, they chose a a very physically unintimidating He's person. A small, it's a small British man, yeah, not scary. I, yeah, I don't think this very often about other men, but I was like, I could beat that guy up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this, this guy, I'm not afraid of him. Well, here's the thing: if he had like. I think he's actually not bad at, like, the sort of uh, over-the-top villainy kind of yes. performance aspect. 
But what he needs is a bunch of henchmen yeah. that he's constantly sending at our hero. You go beat him up. You go beat him up. Whatever. He shouldn't be. He should be the brains of the brawn. Like a Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like except the, he's also the brawn. He's right, also exactly. fighting That's all the time. That's my problem with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Like if he were just like that villainous dude, that'd be fine. But they make him like a combat expert. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of weird, interesting things. There's a um, so so he so that happens, and then uh, they're trying to get. Basically, Ark is this company that this rich guy, Peter Fleming, owns, who, by the way, there's a thing that they do on this show. Um, what they think are reveals are not reveals because <laughs> they are obvious so from the obvious. moment go. Yes. We see chess and then we see this billionaire, Peter Fleming, who is clearly chess. Right. He's the same man. It's <laughs> barely any – all the guy has is a half a mask when he's chess. And then they're like – Play for like pulls it off, and we're supposed to be like, "Oh shit, what? No, that's obviously absolutely that is yeah. just you." Even to the point where at one point, uh, so at one point they're talking about dirty cops. They come up on some blog that these two cops are dirty, and it's like uh, Fender and whoever the fuck. And she goes, um, "Fender and Belts made the." Made the thing. They're dirty cops, and they look up at him, and I'm like, "You're Russian mobsters." Oh, you yeah, are, no, I was cop. I'd be like, "Who let these villains into the police they were department?" Sort of like cartoonishly evil. Looking. They were just. They turned out. They might as well have been twisted mustaches when they turned around. They're <laughs> just the most bad guy looking people <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, that made me laugh. So uh, let's just get the basic story out. He uh, is going to go work for Ark because they're going to take over the police department. He just wants to be a cop and do good work, and he thinks that Ark is going to provide him that opportunity to uh, get corruption out of the city and blah blah blah. He shows up because there's a there's a, a, pr- a blogger internet presence named Orwell who like is the voice of the people and she's like oh this person's corrupt she knows all the stuff that's it's going like on. anonymous that's what it, I yeah yeah felt yeah it was. for sure uh, breaks into his computer and gives him like hey there's a arms deal going down if you really think you can if you think you're good and you're not corrupt go stop it or whatever now I did enjoy that bit of information because she takes time to like work jokes into it. <laughs> She's like giving him a debrief, but at one point they're talking about Scales, who's like the villain. He's got like kind of weird leathery skin. And he goes, she goes, not just the pretty face. Scales is also the whatever, whatever. Oh, like, well, I mean, that's a bad joke, but also I just like that she took the time to like put that in. <laughs> like that's important information. Yeah, the dialogue in this is bad, man. Yeah, but also in a way that I enjoy. Okay, There's moments right. that I know, we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> he goes to break up this meat or this thing. They're shipping in this crazy explosive and these dolls. Uh, when he gets there, he finds out that his black partner uh, is corrupt. She's working for the villain. They're going to frame him. They're going to frame him as chess. They're going to make everyone think he's chess. They'll kill him. Now, Ark has saved the day. They've taken out chess. It's going to be the last thing to make the city give the police force over to Ark. He manages to escape by, <clears throat> I don't know, just running away. Like, he's tied up to that chair. There's and then a giant. He's just not. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a giant chase scene. Yeah, huge chase scene, helicopters, all these people shooting at him. And he's running – there's a lot of this. He's run, running in a straight line along a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally jumps under a train to hide. And he, he's chosen to hide under a, a fuel tanker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and they blow up the fuel tanker and somehow like a metal plate is well, above him and just shoots him underground. Well, he falls – well, first he falls through, through – uh, he falls through like a grate or whatever first. And then he's like – because he like knocks that lock off or whatever to okay, like climb right, yeah. underneath. But then as he's there, this, there's a full fuel tanker above him. It explodes. He protects himself by rolling a small piece of sheet metal, right. rolling it like a blanket over his body. This is the second time a thin piece of metal has saved that man from a, uh, an explosion. In the beginning, when they blow up the chief of police, right. he's, <laughs> the, he, the chief of police is locked in a car with a bomb. He's at the door trying to get it open. It blows up. Massive explosion. Massive. And the 
the door, he is completely fine because he's holding a door with glass windows, you would think. And with the fuel tanker thing, as we all know, metal stops heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's metal is an insulator. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no way that it would become red hot and scald his entire body. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he is taken in by the Carnival of Crime, who is oh. maybe my favorite part of this entire show. I would like a Carnival of Crime TV series because it's dumb, but like I laughed – the whole time. Every, they were doing the dumbest shit in the world. They have a, a little person named Rollo. You've seen him a bunch if you've yeah, watched oh, TV yeah, through the 90s. Him, yeah. They're like famous little person actor. But he's the tough guy So because that's funny. He's a little person, but he's real strong and he beats people up. Yeah, I get it. And he calls people bitch constantly. <laughs> that's right. He's constantly calling people bitch. And there's a moment where he's just like con- – and he's also slapping our hero Vince Faraday a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. But we meet Max Molini, who is the Played Keith, by Keith Dade, David, great Keith, the David. great character actor Keith David. Uh, you might know him from The Thing, or he's on Community. So good, everywhere. I I got so excited when I saw his name in the credits. I love that dude, and I love that dude too because they're like, he clearly is like, oh, this show is bad. I'm gonna fucking act the shit out of this. Yes, show. he did. <laughs> so, that was, it was fun to watch him take what I think is bad material and right. just be like. I'm just going to chew the scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does like, like extensively. There's a moment later in the episode where you think he, he's dying. He's been shot as he's trying to escape and he's laying there and he's like, oh, I need to say something profound. With my And he goes off about his – like you tell me about your son and that's important. You have to remember that you know it's the man, the hero doesn't make the man or whatever. Just long drawn out shit and he's like – and he kind of creaks over and the guy's like, oh, no, Max, Max. And then he just kind of opens one eye and he's like, oh, I thought – Oh, shit, I thought I was going to die right there. I wasted that whole speech. And then they just leave. That's the whole scene? It's fucking great. I love it. <laughs> we meet the Carnival of Crime. They are a group of bank robbers that are all carnival performers. Like, they all, they well, use their, like, acrobatic skills, skills to up. do stuff. Sure, yeah. which is also very fucking just comic book. Yeah, I was going to say, that's super, kind of batman Very much so. Um, but then... <laughs> so, what I also like... So, he wakes up down there, right? He's been knocked out by this blast. But he, when he wakes up... There's just a bunch of circus performers doing like their circusy shit, like cartwheels and, and blowing fire and shit. Yeah. But like, they're not. You, they just do that in their off time. Right. Like, there's, there's not a show. They're just like cartwheeling past each other and ro- walking around on stilts. At one point, he gets a guy. <laughs> he tells the guy to turn on a TV and it, to do it. A man walks across the room on stilts and kicks the television. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Uh, the Carnival of Crime. They rob banks. They're like gonna kill him because they're like, well, we thought you were chess. Now that you're not chess, that's boring. And I do like Keith David's delivery of like, dump him in the desert and cut off his fingers. I had to, I guess. Like he's yeah. very was like, like they're about ba- murder. like they're bad. Like yeah, that's the thing. Like villains. they're they're like e- evil, but also like good. Right. Uh, yeah. And then so he saves himself by pointing out that he has this card, like a secure. This allows me yeah, to called, like, get it's into the MacGuffin. It's a <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh. And yeah, then, he has this, since he was hired on by Ark before this whole thing happened, he was in charge of security and he has a card that is going to basically let him into all the bank vaults because he's in charge of security for everything. So to these guys who are bank robbers, they're like, great. And what – here's again, does not make sense. 
he gets the card, right. and they're like, "We'll keep you alive." Right. Like, Why? you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have the MacGuffin now. <laughs> yeah, 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 when yeah. you get the MacGuffin, you don't need to like keep right. the dude around who you got it from. And it would have been such an easy fix to be like, "Well, you need my pin code, Ex- or something. something like or that, like, or my fingerprint." Finger well, they cut your finger off. Well, but like, there's something like in my head, I got the thing that I need to work. And they did not do that at all. They absolutely provided no reason for this man to. They did make my favorite thing in the entirety of both of these episodes, which is we then see a montage of them robbing banks and they show up first dressed like old women and then they show up dressed like clowns and it's showing up in an ice cream truck in an ice cream truck dressed like clowns and there's uh, we're watching this from the point of view of the people at ARC Peter Fleming and his uh, crooked yeah, right. uh, the hero's crooked partner and they're watching this footage and then they go this third one is from a South Beach bank or whatever and it's just a raccoon of an actual, not a puppet, an, an a raccoon, a live raccoon, walks off a frame and comes back in the frame dragging a bag full of money. It's my favorite thing. And then the one guy just goes like, I don't think that uh, I can't. Well, he said something along the lines of like, I don't think that uh, raccoon was in this alone or whatever. Like, that's funny. That is yeah. a joke and it worked. And I was like, good for you. It's absurd and dumb, and it doesn't really fit the rest of this show. But man, it made me laugh. I will give points for that. Yeah, that was that was enjoyable. So, this episode is the origin of the cape, right? And he, which I have a lot of questions about. He tells he basically goes to Maximilini like, "Look, Maximilini is Keith David, the leader of the Carnival of Crime. He's like, I'm going to take down Peter Fleming, like uh, get my kid back, blah 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 blah. How are you going to do it?" His son, we forgot to mention, reads a comic book called The Cape, and he and his son read it together. It's set up in the beginning. So he's going to take on the character of The Cape in Go Fight Crime. Why does no one know that comic book other than him and his son? (laughs) People see that guy all the time, and no one's ever like, why are you dressed up like The Cape? Like, that doesn't come up. Maybe it's just a real deep cut, man. Yeah, the kid's just really really, (laughs) – it's just the mouse of the fucking (laughs) – of the Cape world of South Miami. So he gets – he convinces Max to train him to be a superhero. And to do that, they're going to train him in the circus arts illusion. And he wants acrobat. to become the cape in, in order to say like, you know, I could be – and I, I was thinking to myself like, are you going to say symbol? Mm-hmm. Be, it'll be a symbol. Yeah. I'm like, this is just right out of fucking Batman. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking like, what's he going to say that's similar what's to the symbol? I'm a symbol but isn't because he clearly can't say that. He just said symbol. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. They train him. There's a montage, which I kind of enjoyed. He has to fight Rollo until he can beat him. Rollo's the little person. He gets beat up a bunch until he eventually beats him. What I enjoyed about that fight was, like, it wasn't – those fights weren't really played for laughs. They were played a little bit of, like, hit the little guy, like, smack him in the back of the head or whatever, like, you can do better. But when it came right. down to, like, oh, you've got to win, it was kind of brutal. Like, he, like, yeah. had to choke out that little person. I thought that was fun. So, which is a weird thing to see in a it, it is, but, like, <laughs> fine. Um <laughs> He's trained in hypnosis right. by an Indian sexual predator who, who, for whatever reason, so he's talking to him about how, like, you don't want people to know you're hypnotizing them, right? So you talk about your day and your wife's really getting on you. But meanwhile, he's doing the shit with his fingers that's hypnotizing our hero. And he goes, pop. He kind of comes to him and goes, you've been hypnotized. He goes, ah, yeah, I need to hypnotize me. He goes, oh, yeah, then why are you wearing the ladies' underwear? And he's like, what? And he looks in his pants and he's clearly stripped him naked and put ladies' underwear on him? Well, no, he hypnotized him, so the guy did it to himself. I guess that makes sense, but still gross. Like, still oh, yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. thing to do. Still, he's watching he's it. I'm assuming. It's just an odd choice. Like, there's any other – like, you could have just been like, why are your shoes on the wrong feet? Like, there's any number of things you right. could have done. 
that's like supposed to be a gag that just comes across kind of gross to me. Payback being when Peter, when our hero, the cape, is finally able to hypnotize the hypnotist. He's like, you didn't hypnotize me. And he has him open up a shirt and he's wearing a bra. Which, you know, less, uh, you know, there's less nothing. Creepy. There's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. You're, you're Watching a man put it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's totally reasonable. Um, Either way. So it establishes emasculation as a. Uh, sure. As, as, a, as, a, as a funny, fun thing to do <laughs> right. to your friends. Now, here's my question. What is up with the cape? Okay. The physical cape. Is it magic? Because they describe it physically as like it's weighted for throws. Yeah. And it's made out of spider silk, which is stronger than Kevlar, but lighter than whatever the fuck. They start making up a bunch of things. We're like, okay, is this where we're – like in a lot of these superhero things, like are we veering into unreality now? I mean, the I, I guess the idea what the show's trying to put forth is like, oh, this is like an old magic type uh, uh, prop like or whatever. Prop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, but they imbue this with things that superhuman abilities. Right, like it can grab whole people basically and throw them. Through it's the like air. Doctor Strange's cloak. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, you can like grab things with it, and like well, it can make you what, disappear. Like well, the, the like, disappearing is a, <laughs> is just one. That's an issue. It's well. Here's my thing. It's a gag, right? So he's he has little smoke balls that he does a flourish with the thing and a and the gag. But the gag is it's just a distraction, and you're running out of the room, which is how Max Molini gets shot because he tries to do the disappearance in front of Scales and the bad guy, mm-hmm. and then uh, Scales is like, oh, he's, the door's up there, and he just starts shooting because yeah. the guy's just running out the room. So that, to me, isn't magic. But they discussed the cape in ways that imply intent or, like, sentience. Like it, yeah. They have, like, <laughs> yeah. a... They they refer, repeatedly refer to things like, uh, well, the cape is going to bring out whatever in you. Like, no, it's just a fucking... Right. A, it's a gag. It's a It's a fucking... It's a coin you can put a cigarette through, right? It's just a fucking magic trick. Yeah, and to the point where, like, when that when that scene and that dialogue were going on, I'm like, oh, wait, this show is called The Cape. Is The Cape the main <laughs> character of this show? Wait a minute. Are we are we meeting the actual, the actual hero? It's going to be The Cape itself? Oh, that would be so funny if this show was just, like, remember the, there was, a, like, a time in, like, the 90s uh, shitty independent movies where it was, like, this movie is going to follow a $20 bill from one person uh, to another right, and tell their yeah. stories or whatever. I feel like that's what the cape is. It's oh, just yeah, this week. Yeah. Uh, here's my problem with – so I, I don't know what the cape can and can't do. It is apparently uh, – <laughs> it, can, it can stretch to a more like ridiculous lengths. It can throw human beings. Apparently, it can save him from jumping out of a window. That's in the next episode. We'll get to that. The disappearances. And I want to say that's a through line in the stuff that I've watched with you mm. is like not – shows that aren't really defining these powers or whatever well. So you yeah. go back to the owl. You're like what – like at the end you see his eyes change. I'm like, well, wait. What exactly <laughs> what is, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that North Star thing where the guy uh, gets zapped by yeah, an eclipse. Yeah, I forgot about And the that. whole show is like what exactly <laughs> did it do to him? Yeah, they yeah. never really explain <laughs> it. Like it's yeah, very – he's – yeah, so that that's yeah. a flaw. That's Not, a big flaw in these types of things when yeah. you don't really like Iron Man. We know he's got a suit that he yeah. can do Shoot things. Missiles and fly. Spider Man. We know what he can do. We yeah, know yeah, what the yeah. suit is like. It's a flaw in these things where it's just like, okay, what is the yeah? yeah if you're going to set up a world where someone has powers, you have to define what those powers Very are. Or otherwise, who then? What are we doing here? Right. right? Um, so <laughs> there's a raccoon at Rob's place. I really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> He uh, 
they go uh, so somehow they find here's the thing that I found annoying. There's all these bank robberies. Uh, the guy, our, our hero's shitty ex partner, is talking to our guy Peter Fleming. It's our chest, and he tells him like, "We've got a line on this band called themselves the Circus, the Carnival of Crime. They rob banks. We're heading to their hideout now." And then the next thing we know is he they've kidnapped Max. So pres- uh, presumably they kidnapped Max at the hideout. They continue to just live at that hideout. They don't – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the bad guys know where it is to the point where they've infiltrated it and taken your leader. And then yes, after yeah. that, that you just go back to that same place? That seems like poor logic. Yeah, which also it's like – at first it's sort of undefined where this is. It's just like a – first of all, they have a landline down Somewhere there. in Florida. They have a landline <laughs> in there because he, he uses the phone a yeah, couple yeah, times. yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was something else yeah, so that was in the there. they're on the grid. You know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, exactly. And then it's like – then you, it sort of revealed they're underneath a, an amusement park. I'm like, uh, well, that's subtle. Yeah. If you're, if you're a gang <laughs> of, carnival of right, carnival-themed yeah. criminals, yeah, maybe right. living beneath the carnival isn't <laughs> where you want to hide. The other thing we have yet to mention is Orwell is revealed. That's yes. coming up here. So uh, he gets another shot at Scales. This bat, he's going to go take down Scales selling these bombs. Made by Vinnie Jones. Who I thought was great. I thought it's he awesome. was like perfect. Vinnie Jones is always great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he's like – so his thing is he's kind of like got lizardy skin. He's super strong. Um, he beats the shit – he beats the shit out of the cape immediately, which I enjoyed. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. That was <laughs> – that did not take long. No, just beats the shit out of him, wraps him in a chain and throws him in the water. Now, are we – so he throws him in the water. Well, he's been – it's ba- I watch this and I'm like, oh, is he just going to get constantly thrown into dangerous situations that a magician could escape? Because this is just a Harry Houdini trick. That's what it was. It's, it's, it's him in a water tank, right? And if I'm not mistaken, now I might be basing this slowly on Lethal Weapon 2. Is it? Did, or were we led to believe that he dislocated his shoulder to get out of those chains? Because he does like a thing where you hear like no, a I, pop and he kind of moves his shoulders. I'm like, oh, maybe he, he did the dislocate the shoulder I did thing. not understand that at all. But then it couldn't be because afterwards he just climbs, uses both arms to pull yeah. himself out of that water and that's it. And there's no like putting it back in or anything. So I don't know how he got out of those chains other than no sense. a voiceover from Keith David right. telling him you can get out of those chains. Try harder to get out of the chains. <laughs> and then he just gets out of the chains. That's it. Like, oh, okay. You just tried harder. Yeah. Um, so in this moment, he uh, yeah, we eventually meet Orwell. Now, Orwell's voice has been a deep male voice on the computer, but it's obviously been uh, covered up uh, because it is Summer Glau, the actress Summer Glau, who you may know from Firefly, and uh, oh. Serenity movie. Um, oh, I think she was uh, in the, like, there was some like Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles thing that I think she was on. She's a good actress. I like her in a lot of stuff. And also what I thought like going on the TV show, like with, with the reveal of her of like, okay, like we don't get to see his insanely gorgeous wife enough now in the show because they're <laughs> estranged. So now we need an insanely gorgeous other character. Sure. Like you, you, you could – like television does not go – you can't go too long in a te- any point in a television show without having an amazingly beautiful, beautiful woman. woman. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, OK. So sh- that needs to be an amazingly beautiful woman. Uh, on a uh, completely different subject, have you ever seen the movie Chef with uh, John Favreau? No. OK. So John Favreau is like a – John Favreau-aged man. He's not – he's got like an eight- or ten-year-old kid. Uh, he's a chef. And he is divorced from his wife, separated from his wife, whatever. You don't meet the wife. You meet her later on in the film. He is currently dating Scarlett Johansson, right? (laughs) She's young, hot. She works at the restaurant, whatever. It's power dynamics. It's a thing. Later when we meet the the 
the wife, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like uh, Bonnie Hunt. That would be a good age appropriate or somebody. Sophia Vergara. I was like, come on, dude. John. John, I know you wrote this movie, oh. but come the fuck on. Oh, that's some Woody Allen shit yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You dumpy I'm idiot. Write it chef tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Danny Palumbo character. It, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we meet our we meet Orwell. Oh, it's 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 kind of fun. Uh, it's 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 dumb, but it's kind of fun. He's gonna he's gonna go to Miami and reinvent the Cuban sandwich because he's you know John Favreau. He's a white guy. It's fucking annoying. So um. We meet Orwell. Now, Orwell is going to be the, like, tech person, which is, like, I think this, uh, for as flawed as it is in its storytelling and it's, you know, not defining the character as well or whatever, I think it does a good job as a pilot. It checks of, the like, boxes of setting up, setting up. Kind of setting up all your characters, like, no, okay, now we've met the tech person. Now we've got the whatever. Uh, we've, I think it does a very good job of setting the tone for what the show is going to be. She's, you know, tough, but young and hot or whatever she's like when he meets her she tries to tase him there's a little bit of a little bit of a scrap so i was fine with that he um has a little bit of a fight with uh fleming because fleming here's my problem so fleming is going and chess is fleming right is has a huge shipment of these bombs that they just the same bomb that killed the other guy the bomb that they were going to plant on uh uh the cape he's going to now blow up the whole thing all the bombs uh and that's going to scare the whole city into letting Ark just have a police state because they'll be so scared to let them do whatever they want. Like blow up half the city. Yeah, yeah, half the city. To which the black guy is like, you're going to blow up half the city. And he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. Okay, fine. You're the villain. You're not supposed to give a shit. Uh, he's like, uh, you might want to get out of here. The air quality is going to get terrible. That black guy has a family. We've, right. We've been introduced to them by showing him a picture. I'm like, oh, he's got a beautiful family. He doesn't give – he has no – he doesn't like go like, or you know, no my fucking other, wife's out other there. other people in the city. Yeah. That guy – that character was confusing because it seemed like – like so he's a – He seems somewhat torn he seems, but also yeah, – conflict, But not – when half the city is going to blow up, he's like, yeah, all right. I'll, yeah. Go, I'll go get the submarine. Like he's acting – he seems conflicted but then there's nothing in his actions that reflect that right. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would he's, think he would like – there would be some moment where he like lets the cape get away, or like right. turns off the you know takes the batteries out of the detonator or whatever. Mm-hmm. None of that. The Orwell blocks the cell phone. It's going to be the detonator, or whatever. They have a little bit of a fight. We set up the oh, Chess knows about the cape. Kate knows about Chess. I don't know how either of those people don't look at the other one and go, Vincent Faraday, <laughs> Peter Fleming. They should just. You are obviously you are not wearing a mask. Right. I can't stress enough <laughs> that for the first episode and a half, the cape is not wearing a mask and constantly meeting people he knows. <laughs> he is constantly seeing people he met the day before. It drove me nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, to the point of he goes to visit his son who's on the roof reading his cape comic book. He's real sad because he thinks his dad's dead and a horrible, violent criminal. And he's like, hey, I knew your dad. Uh, he wanted me to send you a message and like – he, he wanted, he, I got to let you know that he was innocent. They framed him for all this stuff, and he's got to let you know, like, take care of your mom and study your math. You need more work in math. They are five feet away from each other. He's, your son is looking him dead in the face. He's not in a shadow. They don't have the decency to have him, like, be in a shadow or no. anything. It's just this idiot kid just doesn't recognize his father. So that really annoyed me. <laughs> no argument. Um that was the first episode. I really kind of liked it. It was fun and stupid and, like, the perfect level of low stakes that, like, 
Is this going to change the world? No. Would I put it on in the in a hotel? Absolutely. Yeah. With this, it's like, oh, it's Cape or American Pickers. Well, I've seen every episode of American Pickers in a hotel, so I'll watch the Cape. Episode two starts with him uh, saving a, a guy's. He's in a store. Two guys come in to rob the store. He puts on the Cape costume somehow very quickly. Yeah, it's, like under, uh, it's like under his clothes. Like you see him like pull this like yeah, thing little, out of his sleeve. Yeah. That entire cape is like under your shirt. What? Well, I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But he, you know, saves the day. There's a line that I laugh because the guy who runs the store is the fat dude from Borat. Right. I, and, I caught that too. And um, the guy robbing the store goes like, make it quick, Borat. And yeah. I was like, wait, does he know wait. he's from the movie? Is, yeah, like, is that, in this universe, does Borat <laughs> exist and his career has fallen on such hard times that he's running the store now? I don't understand. <laughs> or like – the guy, or the character of the man who runs the store is the guy, guy from, from Borat. Borat. The same like, character, like, yeah, I work here now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Um, this episode is about uh, Ark is going to try and take over the prisons as well as the police, which they have this line where because that's important. I don't understand how they have a line where like if he has the police and the prisons, then he's just got his police state. Which how I don't understand yeah. how those two things make that. And, and also, by the way, yeah, that's sort of a weird like because the idea of a like the bigger deal is taking over the police, privatizing the police force. That that would be a huge deal. Prisons are already privatized. Very much so. That's not like a new like <laughs> new at all. You're doing like I'm gonna conquer Russia right. and then Lithuania. Yeah. Like I mean it's like 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 that. Yeah, like the, the second thing was – yeah. Yeah, so. it doesn't make any sense. But that is where we're here in this episode. There's one man standing in the way. He's on the city council or whatever. Well, he's like the commissioner of prisons. It's at it's the great Adam Schiff. I feel like he's also another guy who's like, oh, I'm going to have some goddamn fun on this show. Like yeah. I'm coming from West Wing, having to be serious all the time. No, I'm going to yell about the fucking cape. This is going to be a good time. Uh, so uh, the villain has hired an assassin from some secret group of assassins called the Tower – who is going to come in and poison Adam Schiff to get him out of the way so that it can privatize the prisons. Our heroes have to stop them. He's making that poison in the beginning with what appeared to be cilantro and eggs. I was like, is he making, <laughs> was, is he making breakfast? I was so confused <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like with that little – all these close-ups. of Clearly, yeah. it's supposed to be sinister. Right. But, but like he's – There's two eggs in it. There's <laughs> eggs. There's like – he's getting nice fat herbs. off of yeah, the – Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What is he doing? It looked like breakfast but it turns out to be poison, which we, we find out because he kills a bird. Like he's got this bird in a cage and he injects the poison in the bird and then the bird dies. I would think it would be harder to poison a human than it would a bird. I feel like the the strength of your poison tested on a bird is not – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to take more cc's I to would, take down a full – I would think. Uh, for some reason, the cape just goes to Peter Fleming's apartment. Walks in and starts using the computer. He doesn't think like, oh, maybe the guy's here. I want to establish this real quick. This is very, very high in a high rise building. It is very high. It is uh, several stories up. It's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's quite the penthouse. I don't know if it's meant to be like the roof. But it is extremely high. And, and there's a reason. Keep a going. There's a reason. Saying. Okay. I think. <laughs> I, we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> so he starts going through the computer. Peter Fleming comes out of the bathroom. He's like, who the hell are you? Comes out of the bedroom because he has an alarm when his door is open because it's the middle of the night. And, of course, he's home. It just, it's just a weird tactic. <laughs> so stupid. He shows up. 
they have a little back and forth, uh, which includes the line where he's like, uh, he's like, you're a fuck. He, the, our hero says to the bad guy, you're a psychopath. And he's like, people in glass houses. And then he goes, get thrown out windows. And I was like, all right, that's, I guess not, that's like a fun twist on the old expression or whatever. Right. So while this is happening, I didn't know the poisoner was there. Nobody does. He's there. He throws a knife at our hero. The knife's got poison on it. And he starts, he gives him a speech. It's part this and then a little bit of red dart frog to drown the lungs or whatever. Right. And to escape, <laughs> Vince Faraday dives out the window. Now, through the glass, through window. the glass, through the glass, which would shred him, would fucking you also, might die doing. You that. cannot throw yourself through that window. Through window, no one can do that. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. He dies through the glass. He's falling. I'm like, oh, he's gonna use the cape to like grab a thing, glide maybe something. He does none of that. He just <laughs> fucking lands on a car. Like, there's no. He doesn't slow. At one point, the cape kind of he kind of like makes the cape go out, like like stretches it out a little bit, but it never like parachutes. It doesn't do anything. He never nope. slows down. Nope. He just fucking falls like six stories onto a car and is absolutely fine except for the poison. Yeah. I don't – like give me – I think like, it's high. I, I would – I don't know. Maybe I have to go back and rewatch it. I think it was higher than that. Okay. Because – and then so what happens is like – Orpheus or whatever, yeah, uh, Orwell. Orwell shows up, like right. pulls up. He falls on top of a car. Right. You know the old thing. You know you survive because you hit the top of a car, and then so immediately. So this is all happening in quick succession. Like he, the she shows up, up at, yeah, right there. She's like, "What the hell were you thinking?" Or whatever. He gets in the car, right, and then they're about to take off, but then like the. The, the poisoner guy. dude, like, tries to grab him. Like, how, how the did fuck you did he get there? All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he also jump out did the window? I don't know. Did he jump out the window? But he had a proper Pre- parachute. Because, like, like yeah, he is just at the side. This all happens in a matter of seconds, and he is at the fucking door. It's insane. Yeah. Um, what is also insane is they have, like, he's dying, right? The whole point is this poison is, like, shutting him down and also flooding his lungs. He managed to have a very long conversation with her to the point where it goes from night to day. By the time she, he's like, she's going to yes. take him to a hospital. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't take me to the no, hospital. You got to take me to the – just bring me to Max. He can help me or whatever. If you take and me, I, and, they'll find me at a hospital. And based on what? Why do you think this circus guy would not – like – Based on nothing. He, he was convinced than, that Max would be able to save his life with an antidote, which of right, course. Which of course he is. Uh, <laughs> Actually, really, there's a moment in that scene that I really like. But back to the argument in the car. They're having an argument about, like, you shouldn't have gone after him by yourself. We need to, like, plan these things. We may never get another shot, blah, blah, blah. She's all mad. Yeah. Um, he's basically like, okay, but, like, I'm dying, so can we maybe do this another time? <laughs> uh, take me to Max's, right? So they get to Max's, and Max is like, all right, first we need the leeches. And they put some leeches oh, yeah, on his that, neck. This... I'm not sure why that oh. helps at all. Like, three leeches is not going to get poison out of a man's body. But fine. They put some leeches on his neck. And then they put more poison. And then they put more poison. Nightshade. They, they nightshade and something else. And that line makes me laugh, too, because he's like the great magician so-and-so. So what we are led to believe about Max, and it kind of comes up in a pretty awesome monologue that he gives in the previous episode where he's like, I have broken 92 bones in the pursuit of the perfect illusion. And I trained a generation of magicians, and I learned from the masters and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, he's like the great mag- – so he's, he kind of has like this historical perspective on magic and carnivals and shit. Yeah. And he says like the great magician so-and-so used to drink uh, – was like drain cleaner or something for yes. his act. And he always kept nightshade on hand as an antidote. And the guy's like, that's crazy. And he goes, yeah, it is. He died young. 
So then why are you giving him the nightshade? You just said it didn't work. I don't – it's just such a weird choice, but it makes me laugh. And then – The guy who died didn't know about leeches. Okay, that, so that maybe, was the missing part. You have to put them both. Here's what made me laugh super hard. At one point, he just like – so they've got the leeches. They've given the nightshade and uh, – Rollo is also a creep because you're like, what happened? Because Rollo drags him in and you're like, oh, he showed up with some super hot girl uh, some, or some super hot girl dropped him off. And uh, they're like asking him questions. And then when it gets to Rollo to ask a question, he's like, where did you meet her? Wasn't it online? Kind of a – what was like oh, – he does oh, not yeah, care yeah. about her dying. But what made me laugh for sure is uh, they've given him a nightshade. They got the leeches on him. And then Max goes, we got to – he says like uh, we got to get his blood flowing. And they sit him up. And then Keith David just slaps him in the face one time, and then they just lay him back down. That's the, that's it. He just <laughs> slaps him in the face, and then they put him back down, and that's all they needed to do. It made me, it's like such a it was it felt like I don't think they intended it that way, but it felt like a like a prank. It felt yeah, like yeah. Max Molini was like, "Hey, watch this! I'm gonna slap him in the stupid face." There's so much stuff that didn't make sense. I like it almost. I get this. It seemed like it was like so half written. And then they were filming it, and they're like, oh, "Okay, that doesn't make like." And then they were trying to improvise. Okay, what would be a thing? Okay, what would he do to get his blood flowing? Keith was like, yeah. "How about he just slaps him?" Yeah. like he's just okay. Yeah. This will be dumb. Sure, exactly. Because he like even makes a face when he does it, where he's like half winking. He kind of like has one eye big. He's when he slaps him, it's real fun. I that's it made me laugh. And there's a lot of shit in this episode. If you look in the background, that's just dumb. At one point, he goes to so. After he comes to, Max is like, you can't have the cape anymore. You're not ready. Obviously, you know, you almost died. And the guy's like, oh, he got to jump on me. Like, I made a mistake. He's like, you can't make any mistakes. Don't you understand? Right. So he's not letting him have the cape. And he tells him, look, the guy's, uh, he says, like, oh, the cape's the only way I'm going to take down Peter Fleming and get my family back. And he goes, no, that isn't the only way. Here's three fucking train tickets. I spent good money on them under assumed names. Get your family. Get out of this fucking city. Go live a life. You'll be fine. And he's like, no, I can't do that. He says, like, and what? Teach my son to walk away from a fight? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That is a, a noble and fucking valid course of action in many scenarios. Yeah, again, I was like, as a dad i was like yeah take the ticket like, yeah, yeah, get your yeah. family and your only your concern the whole premise of the show is that you're afraid that they're going to kill your family so get them the fucking safety man yeah. Fuck this stupid city um get on the train which no one takes yeah i guess you know who knows uh he tells him so basically he's like well i'll do it myself you don't i don't need your cape or whatever and he goes out to fucking he buys a copy of the cape right <laughs> And next to it is a comic book called Rad Lass. <laughs> I didn't see that. Rad Lass. Oh, I'm, my God. Make really? that show. <laughs> They're setting up a spinoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wife is going to become Rad Lass. Right. They're going like to fight. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Cape and Rad Lass. Oh, that's too funny. Um, so he's going to go fucking be the cape without the cape, essentially. And he's trying to try to find who this poisoner is so that he can protect Adam Schiff. And he goes and beats up some people. Uh, and one of them's like, "I'll tell you everything, but but not now. Meet me at meet me meet me at a bar two hours from now." And the guy's like, "All right, you can go." What are you talking about? <laughs> that made no sense. Dude. It doesn't make a lick. of And sense. he showed up. And like, they all right, both are, all right. Well, you're here, so I guess they I'll, honored they'll, their. It's such a weird like. Not now. What do you mean, not now? You just hit me with a baseball bat. I have my arm on your throat. Just tell me the fucking thing. Uh, but he's yeah, not now. I want to do it in a public place. Yeah, yeah. What's up? I said it was in his alley. It makes no sense. Uh, but he said, like, meet me at this bar down by the wharf or whatever. 
Vince Verde walks into the bar and bumps into someone who couldn't more obviously be the poisoner. He's he didn't change his outfit. I think he put on a hat. That's it. It's just the dude. So again, when it's revealed that it's him, I'm like, yeah, no shit. I saw him the second you walked in. Uh, he bumped. They bump shoulders. He bumps into the man. It's like the shows doesn't realize that. Well, we can. Right? These people, people can't are, recognize yeah, but, people, but yeah. we can. I can. Do you think. know that? Yeah, yeah. They play it like it's Kevin Spacey in the fucking uh, in uh, seven going up the stairs, <laughs> right? Porter or whatever. It is not that. Uh, we find out that he has poisoned everyone in this bar. He just kills like fifteen people to stop this guy from talking to Faraday. Which I actually was like, oh, that's kind of fucking gnarly for this kind yeah. of a children's esque right. show. Like it's it, that is one thing that's weird is that a show like this that it is this campy and silly also has some like kind of crazy violent stakes. Like yeah. people are almost dying a lot. He that man just. Yes, fucking Philip murdered 15 people. At one point towards the end, our hero presses the bat, the poisoner's face onto a hot grill, like a like a hot like bar, a grill in a kitchen, to the point where you hear that man scream. And then when we come back and see him tied up, he's just got like some some black lines on his face, like like he's a hamburger. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's just got like three black lines. I was like, his face would be melted. Like, right? He would be yeah, yeah, yeah. horrifically deformed. Oh boy. Uh, so that this happens, we basically Max is like, okay, you've proven that you're ready. He he gets ready to fight our guy. So our poisoner guy throws knives, right? That's his big thing. He's got a, a oh, sleeve this, of knives yes. on his thing. So to train on how to be ready to get knives thrown at him, he has like like a pitching machine, like a like a thing that shoots that would shoot tennis balls, except it's rigged to shoot knives at right. him. So he's practicing funny. having dodging knives. That's yeah. the idea here. I mean, this this whole scene is insane. So yeah, he stands in front of a giant target, which he so he's found some like secret room where he you know. But also, this room is just like, in the carnival, right? That's a carnival equipment. I, didn't he? Didn't he leave? He does leave, but then where is this space? Right. Exactly. Okay. I, I yeah. didn't understand. I like, so he's in front of a giant knife throwing target thing, right. and he has somehow. Like Jerry rigged this machine to th- shoot knives at him. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's trying to teach himself how to, to dodge knives. To do- and he's bad at it at first, but then he's suddenly good at it, and we don't really see that progression. There's not like a moment where, like, at first he's like, oh, that one's quick. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then he's like, okay, he's clearly bad. Then the next time he has a knife thrown at him, he just catches it. Like, there's no fucking, like, buildup. Well, during the practice, like, it start, like the machine starts it's going, going fast. fast. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, he's like I got to stop the machine. He, and he, like, it's jumps the on the floor. Of, yeah. He doesn't move to the side. <laughs> he's think, struggling to get to yeah, the machine yeah, yeah. in a straight line. <laughs> well, that's his only move. Underneath. I don't know if you've noticed. When he's getting shot at in the train station, he just runs in a straight line that whole time, too. Yes, he's not good exactly. at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not good at that. Another thing that he's doing in there, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but he's no, tra- right. he's teaching himself about poison. He's trying to learn about poison. poison. And he like, at and at one point you see him, he's reading a book called Poison Frogs. <laughs> That's the name of the book. Where I'm like envisioning, he went to the library. He's like, do you have any books on poison frogs? <laughs> yes, this one is called Poison Frogs. <laughs> and it is about poison frogs. What I like there too is clearly we're led, like, he just drinks some poison at one point in this montage, right? And the idea being he's building up a tolerance to the poison, right? I'm assuming that's but what something you can do. And it makes him an sick. You can do it in an afternoon. That's why, like, 
in fucking Princess Bride, he spent a lifetime building up a goddamn tolerance to Iocane powder. This asshole does a fucking five-hour energy drink, and now he's just completely, completely impervious to poison. It was so goddamn stupid. Um... I said I'm, I'm shit talking on the show a lot. I really enjoy it, by the way. Um, These flaws need to be pointed out. They do, absolutely. Also, I have written down maybe six times in this episode, this kid sucks and these flashbacks suck. There's a number of flashbacks. We're trying to establish, like, oh, he loves his fucking family, which we get. Like, you know, we've done that part. We we saw they had a post-coital scene with his son. I get it. He loves his kid. <laughs> um But there are flashbacks of him and the wife, and they've just moved into this fucking house, and he's like – She's like, what's in this coffee can? And it's uh, his Medal of Valor because he was a soldier at one point. And I didn't get that line at all because he's like uh, – she's like, what's – what? Like it's like his medal and some other medals and whatever. And he's like, it's the stuff we'd leave behind. Like if you had to go on a mission, you couldn't right. bring ID or whatever. So you would leave all this stuff behind. Uh, and he's like, uh, I, I was – you know, I'd no longer be Vince Faraday. And she's like, well, who were you? And he's like, someone you wouldn't like very much. So what? You're a bad guy. Like, I don't understand what you're trying to – I get that you went out on missions. Those missions probably involved you killing people. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ostensibly for the good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you were going out on missions for good reasons. So why wouldn't – she wouldn't like her war hero husband? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, that was – Anyway, there's a bunch of shitty, annoying montages that we get that I don't care about. Yeah, and then, like, the baby – but also, by the way, like, they're holding the baby and the baby's playing with his chin. Mm-hmm. If you look closely, like – I think it was – there's a special – like it's CGI yeah. or something like, like that. Like you can't get a baby? That seems weird. Yeah. Uh, um, but they needed it. Like I guess like you can't for, – you can't make a baby, baby play with a yeah, chin. Yeah, I guess. So they like – I think they had to like just get a, a – and they like baby. superimposed it or something. <laughs> it looked weird. And he was like, yeah, Faraday's have – He's got a Faraday chin. Oh, now, yeah, now all of a sudden, there's a Faraday. Yeah, there's like a whole genealogy like section in yeah. one of these and, things. In like, this episode where he's talking about how like your great grandfather was, yeah. was in a war, and this one was a sheriff, and whatever, and don't care. Yeah. Not adds nothing to this fucking context of the show. Uh, but more, so yeah, but I, so I, that's I, happening. The reason it's important. The reason that they're doing the thing with the name is that. The other – the sort of beeline with the wife is that she's trying to get a job, but she can't get a job with the last name Faraday because it's all over the news that Faraday was chess and he was this horrible man and no one wants to hire her. So she's going back to her maiden name, which is really pissing off her son because she's like, he was a hero. The cape told me he was framed. That's the other thing that's yeah. happening, by the way, is that his, these, this visit to his son ostensibly to like soothe his uh, mind about his father is actually – Making him insane. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. literally just everyone thinks. He's gaslighting he's, his child. He's absolutely gaslighting his child because now the mom's like, I know you think you saw the cape, but that's just, you know, your, your coping mechanism. The cape is just a comic book hero. I'm like, no, he did see the fucking cape. It's just his dickhead dad ruining his son's life. Also, you, if you'd want to fix this, like, you know, if when the cape visits his son, you need to do the thing like, and remind your mom what I said to her by the lake. Yeah, that yeah, Give yeah, her something yeah. that, like, only the dad would know so right. she would know. <gasps> right. Oh. It's so easy. Also, here's the thing. Okay. So he can't – here's what I don't understand with the whole why can't he just get his family back. He can't – if anyone knows – his thing is if, if Chess finds out, Peter Fleming finds out that Vincent Faraday's alive, then he'll kill Vincent Faraday's family. Okay. I don't buy it. It doesn't really make any sense. It's not explained, but sure. But why does that mean you can't tell your wife? Right. Like, she can keep her fucking mouth shut for five <laughs> minutes, right? Like, what do you – she's an adult. It doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Yeah, yeah. There's no way – like, 
Like the fact that, okay, if, if you need to physically, like. I get the whole, like, I get, like, the Spider-Man thing of, like, I have to keep my secret identity because the villains will use mm-hmm. my family against me. But, like, that you don't, that doesn't apply to your wife. It just, it's just, a, yeah, it's just a weird choice. Uh, so that's going on. She's getting a job in a very white privileged way. She gets a job by yelling at the person interviewing her for the job. <laughs> right. uh, as a lawyer, by a, the way. As a lawyer. Oh, I didn't know she was a lawyer. Okay. Don't know that she is. Still hasn't come up. She. She's like uh, – she wants to work for this law firm or whatever. I thought maybe as like a secretary or something. Uh, but he's like, you know, if you uh, – are you going to fight for your clients as well as much as you just fought me for whatever? And she's like, absolutely. I'm like, oh, you're – I guess you're a lawyer then. I'm assuming we're going to see more of him. But yeah, that scene was like – he's like, OK, you know what? Not going to work and it's because her name's Faraday. We're not hiring the wife of a fucking supervillain at this law firm. <clears throat> and she's like, you know what my, fu- my husband didn't get is a trial and I'm here to make sure that just is given to the people of this city the way it wasn't given to my husband or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, okay, then you can be a lawyer in our office. Wife of a supervillain? Nothing's changed. <laughs> like, that's an insane, of course we shouldn't hire you. You're not the wife of a guy that got, like, caught selling drugs. <laughs> that's an easy thing that you could be like, oh, you didn't know she kept you in yeah. the dark. You're the wife of a supervillain. <laughs> fucking insane. Um, so that happens, and then uh, there's one that our Poisoner, Kane is his name. He works for the Tower, which is a league of assassins. But he's um, always showing a tarot card. He has a tarot card tattooed on his wrist. It's the ta- and it's leaving it all card. over the place. Leaving it, he slid one under Adam Schiff's door. And I, okay, the I, Joker. I, I like that moment though, where Adam Schiff, like, he's uh, about to quit. He's like, I'm done. Fucking, I've been threatened. I've been followed. They slid. Somebody slid this under my door, and it's the tarot card. Now he's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm assuming it's not good. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually the response because you wouldn't know. <laughs> right. There's no reason you would know what the tower is, but mm-hmm. also if someone slides that under my door, I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> Got to get security or something. Right. This is clearly this is a bad calling card. <laughs> uh, so they're going to try and kill Adam At Schiff. best, it's someone who wants to give you a tarot reading. And that's, that's still also bad. terrible. Like, there's no way that it's – also a real bad afternoon. <laughs> um, so they sp- Orwell and Cape split up. Orwell's going to follow uh, Adam Schiff, make sure he's safe. Cape's going to hunt down this lead on the poisoner because they have like an address from two years ago or whatever. He goes there. He kicks open the door. He capes what he thinks is the guy. It's a mannequin. Here's what I found hilarious. He's in this. And remember, room. by by Kate, we are saying he shoots his. Cape yeah, we need to physically. Yeah, you go kind of whips it, and then it wraps around you and can pull you can can literally lift a full, full human, human being, being in the air and throw them across the room. Right. So that's but what, also it can grab a, a glass of wine because that's the thing that happens several times. Right. Um. Oh so it's it's got fine motor skills. It's also got strength. It's an interesting cape. So he's in the cape. He's looking for evidence. He gets a text from her. It's like, it's going down. We're at the Oyster Bar. Meanwhile, the Oyster Bar is a restaurant that is not called the Oyster Bar. It is a hotel ballroom. It is not called the <laughs> Oyster Bar. Uh, so he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. And he does the fucking, like, spinny smoke bomb disappearing act. But there's no one else in that room. It's just a monkey. There's a monkey in a cage. And he does the, like, oh, I got to get out of here, spinny disappearing smoke act. Which we know isn't magic. He doesn't actually – it doesn't like transport him somewhere fast. It just distracts you <laughs> yeah. so he can get out of the room. That's so a good why point. does he do that? Does he have to trick the monkey? You got to shock the monkey, man. <laughs> it just – it was such a weird – I like that's not doing anything. He would just then – it should cut to him waiting at the elevator in the hallway like, all right, like this, it's a waste of a smoke bomb. Uh, he goes to the kitchen. There's a big – so the – she poses as a food critic at this dinner. 
and she runs the he's blog, the yeah. chef. He's the chef because in the in the dossier when they're going, oh, he was recruited at this prison at fifteen, killed his whole family, blah blah blah. Uh, so like he's trained as a as a world class chef. Why why is our Uber assassin also trained as a world class chef? That doesn't he didn't he wasn't a chef that became an assassin. He apparently became a chef while an assassin. It's just a weird choice. Oh yeah, and uh, she's also wearing a wig at yeah. this point right now. Who's she disguising herself from? We already live. We already are in a universe where no one recognizes anybody, and also there is no, no one knows who she is. Right. So why is she wearing a wig? But here's my problem: the only person who has seen her before is Kane the Poisoner. They bump into each other when he's going to kill – he's initially going to kill Adam Schiff at his like, office building or whatever. She runs in at the last minute, pushes him into an elevator and she's like, you take the next one and they go up. So they've seen each other. Uh, so ostensibly she's hiding herself from him. OK. Except by only wearing a wig, I can see your whole face. I'm not basing who you are on your haircut. I'm basing it on your face and I can see it. Did you see that thing where – Someone isolated like a quick clip from uh, the Dark Knight, yeah. and it, it was a tweet, and it was it was a thing where uh, uh, the DA doesn't recognize the Joker, and uh, the, the scene where the Joker comes in dressed as a nurse right. and has like a, just a mouth That's, thing yeah, on, yeah. and then you know it's after Harvey Two Face becomes Two Face, so right. he's in a hospital bed, and he they show him he looks over and just talking to the nurse or something and then the joker takes off the mouth and then Harvey Dent goes like you did not see that was the joker right until the mouth was revealed the rest of the so he figures out that she's she was the person at the office that was protecting Adam Schiff, so she knows something's up. They, he like makes her go into the kitchen he's going to kill her they have a little brief fight till the cape shows up they have a big fight it is dinner rush at a large restaurant. <laughs> the kitchen is empty. There is no one oh my in the entire kitchen except for our heroes fighting uh, to the point where he pushes his face onto that grill. And again, right. hey, he's got some hamburger marks on his face, but he leaves him tied up. But here's what's fucking dumb. He doesn't call the cops. The Spider-Man move is you tie the dude up or the Batman move, you tie the dude up, you leave him on the police station steps, right. you call the cops or whatever. He beats this guy up. He hog ties him so he's like tied up ankles to his wrist or whatever in the kitchen. And the person who finds him is Peter Fleming. It's the villain who oh – like, it's just like – well, why – what? It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you call you, – the, the, that scene should be Peter Fleming sees that and then the cops rush in because he's sending the cops and it's like, oh, I can't let this guy go. because And the then leaves a calling card for the cops like I'm the cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the cape? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like they got to set this up right. I did laugh in the Borat scene where the guy's like, you're a superhero. What, do, what is your name? And he goes – they call me the cape, and he's like, oh, the cape. Uh, you will work. Yeah, you'll work on it. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, that's that was good. good. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the end of this episode, except that. <laughs> so the last thing we actually see. So that happens. Uh, Adam Schiff's like, oh, we're not going to let you privatize the prisons. They're going to stay under control of the city, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we go to the Well, roof. then the justice system is safe <laughs> then, I yeah. guess. Uh, we go to the roof, and little boy's reading this fucking uh, – comic book the mom shows up they have a little heart to heart oh you know i always love your dad he's you know blah blah and she's like well the, he's like the kid's like oh the cape's watching us i know we'll be good and he, she's like all right crazy piece of shit <laughs> it then pans to like far away and what i'm thinking what we're supposed to believe is 
the cape is looking at like he's on the top of a building that is actually much taller and also a significant distance but watching the scene like does he doesn't have binoculars he's just standing at the edge of the building like in that kind of batman like looking over the city mode yeah. uh-huh. but like <laughs> very what much. are you looking at you are a hundred stories up. You can see nothing. You're <laughs> you don't have enhanced vision. You're just a dude in a cape. So I don't know. You're just standing there for effect, I guess. Like it just doesn't. It's just dumb. <laughs> um, that being said, I kind of enjoy the show. I'm like, I, it's a show that like is so campy and dumb that it kind. It remi- so I also used to buy a lot of real bad comic books because they would be cheap. So I would read like real shitty low level superhero comics that nobody wanted, and this really reminds me of that in okay. a way that I, right. I just have a nostalgia for. I don't. I think Max Malini's great. Uh, Keith David, I think, is like just chewing scenery in a beautiful way. I want more Vinnie Jones. I don't know if yes. he's going to come back, but I hope he does. I hope so. Um, I think the main villain guy is good at like the sort of like I said the sort of the acting the part. acting part yeah. of it. So I think he's good. I think our hero is maybe the weakest part of this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anything else you want to bring up, or anything you got to plug? Um, not at yeah, not at the moment. No. I mean, I uh, oh yeah, the new season of our cartoon president has started. I do voices on there. Oh, you can check uh, that on out Showtime sure. on Sundays, not during Game of Thrones. I'm told. So. <laughs> yeah, so maybe in a few more weeks. Uh, uh, as always, this thing's first Wednesday of the month. So check that out. We've got uh, shows coming up. So check out my website for dates. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, do all that good stuff. Be on the lookout. We're going to have the, the show up on other places now. You'll be able to watch it on like YouTube. Apparently, that's the thing people like to do is listen to podcasts on YouTube. Really, I had okay. no idea, but apparently that's going to be an option. So do that. And uh, we, I'm thinking. Okay, tell me what you think about. I mean, we're going to do the cape, obviously, but coming up. That Whiskey Cavalier show that made it one season this past year and got canceled like halfway through. Tell me if it's bad enough or good enough that we should do it on the show. So hit me up on Twitter and we will see you next week.